0: Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie. Today, our guest is Shamali Shamali is the CEO of Empathy For You, a mental health organization, as well as the head of a campaign called Letters of Empathy. In our interview, she'll tell us more about the resources and tools that her organizations provide as well as sharing some great tips and tricks for student mental health and well-being. We talked all things mental health, awareness, and education, and so much more. Tune in to this episode, episode 22 of the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast to hear all of her amazing and helpful insights. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie. Today, we're with Shamily, and she is the CEO of Empathy for You, which is a mental health service. Um, and she's going to tell us more about that. So uh, let's jump right in. Um, so, before we get started, why don't you tell me where you are currently located?
1: Okay. Um, so, thank you so much. First of all, I would love to thank you for having me at this podcast today and uh, having this conversation. So, yeah, I come from uh, the city called Kalapur, which is located in the state of Maharashtra. Uh, so I'm basically an Indian. I come from India. Okay. And yeah, so that is where I'm located. Great. Um, did you go to university or college at all? Um, yes. So basically, I'm a student and I'm starting into my final year of engineering right now uh, okay. with a branch of computer science. So yes, I've attended the school. I've
0: attended the college and I'm still doing that. Perfect. Um, so why don't you, uh, tell us a little bit. So you're the CEO of Empathy For You, and then you have another campaign called Letters of Empathy. Um, so can you go ahead and tell us about that? Um, like what, who, what these organizations are and what they do? Um, so basically Empathy For You is a
1: social enterprise that works in spreading awareness about mental health and suicide prevention. Um, if you consider the country of India, there's, especially, uh, there's, there's a very small population who is actually aware about mental health concepts. And out of that small population, there's another small population who actually talk about it. And hence, there's a lot of stigma surrounding the mental health issues. And that is why uh, you know, I started Empathy for You. So we are carrying out a work in three ways. The first one is letter writing that we talked about. It is called as Letters of Empathy. So we write handwritten letters to the people who approach us through peer support group. And those letters are kind of, you know, a sense of hope, a sense of support uh, through those letters. They are full of words of kindness, compassion, love. And we also kind of uh, make sure that we decorate those letters and kind of make it bright and colorful. The second thing we do is peer advocacy. We collaborate with schools, colleges, clubs, and organizations. And we conduct lectures, seminars, and workshops over mental health, importance of mental health over there. And the third thing is peer support. So we have kind of kept this space, uh, a safe space for the people who want to come and talk about mental health and, uh, you know, went out and share their feelings uh, about what they're going through. So we have kind of kept this peer support group intact,
0: uh, this concept from where Empathy for You started. So with Empathy for You, that's like, uh, you bring that to like local university campuses?
1: Um, no, it's basically an organization that is founded by me, but still now uh, we are, you know, kind of just, uh, expanding it online. So we haven't kept any physical boundaries for that since it's online, we can, you know, expand it however we want, but we haven't given uh, at such chapters to the universities or colleges. We have kind of kept it an intact organization. Okay.
0: So it is online based. Yeah. Okay. Um, how, what kind of got that start? Like, how did you kind of get involved in, um, this kind of. Uh, program?
1: Okay, so there's a short story that goes behind how I started Empathy for You and how I came into mental health because I, as I told you, I come from a very different field of engineering and computer science and now mm-hmm. I'm kind of working in mental health. Uh, so there's a short story, uh, you know, that goes behind that. So when I was in 12th grade, one of my friends, she went through depression and you won't believe, but uh, during my 12th grade, I wasn't even aware of the terms depression and mental health. And when I tried to find the reason behind that, I understood that there's a lot of stigma and the taboo that revolves around it. And hence, no one in the society, no one in the family will actually talk about it. And you know, later I realized that she might not be the only one who's going through, the, through that problem. But there might be a lot of youngsters and teenagers out there who might be facing the same problem. And that is how basically Empathy For You came to rise. So I started it two years back and uh, it was just a kind of peer support group because I was coming from a different field. I wasn't knowing how should I go ahead, what should I do in order to spread awareness. But I started with peer support group that anyone who want to vent out, share their feelings and express what they're going through can come. And I used to be the one-man army beyond the organization at that time, although I have a team now. Uh, I used to be there and listen to the people and uh, you know, kind of give them a listening ear. Uh, So that is how it started. And after that, I, you know, took some courses, I brainstormed some ideas, I got in touch with the mentors in the same field who already have an expertise in that field. And that is how I, you know, progressed with it. So when I started, I was knowing why I want to do it. I was knowing the motto uh, behind doing this, behind starting Empathy for You. That was to spread awareness and, you know, destigmatize mental health. But I wasn't even aware of how. And uh, that is how I did it. And we are now kind of uh, 25 members with uh, the core team of four to five people who are working. And uh, we have our major presence on Instagram.
0: You have 25 people working for you?
1: you Uh, We are uh, actually a member Uh, a group member of 25 people but if we consider the core team we are four to five people
0: oh okay that's interesting um so how can someone um so obviously this was uh an issue that was important to you personally that you had a personal connection to that's really cool um what kind of what would someone do to kind of if they wanted to reach out um and like join the peer group what would they do would they just go to the website
1: um, yes, you can approach us through uh, our Instagram. We are, uh, you know, kind of there on all social media platforms. We are there on YouTube. We are there on LinkedIn. We are there on Instagram. So if you want to join us, you can definitely, there's always a link available in our bio on Instagram where you can join us as a member. Or if you want to do an internship with us, that is also there. Or if you want to volunteer for a event, that is also an option available. So you can definitely approach us. If you want to send us letters, because we send out letters to the people every month, around 90, 95 letters are sent out every month. So even if you just want to write a letter and send it to us so that we can help someone who is in depression or going through a mental health illness, uh, you can definitely do that. So yes, we, uh, as I said, we have a major presence on Instagram. So you can definitely drop a DM or you can approach us through our email ID, which is at the gmailcom
0: Okay, cool. Um, so What's kind of your goals with Empathy for You? Like, what do where do you see, uh, how do you see that organization kind of growing? Like, are there things that you want to do in the future that you want to kind of expand to?
1: Yes. Um, So obviously, uh, I would say that Empathy for You is a movement that I've started two years back, and I just want to take it forward, uh, including more and more people and rolling more and more people in the movement. Uh, The movement is about destigmatizing mental health and spreading awareness. And that I try to do uh, through social media. Since we youngsters and teenagers, we use social media a lot. I uh, aim to use social media to drive a positive impact. Um, I also feel that it's really very important for each and every one, not only the youngsters and the adults, but everyone uh, uh, to kind of educate themselves, at least with the basic concepts of mental health. And, you know, uh, if we talk about stigma, I feel that is the main reason because we don't know what mental health is. Uh, So I feel it's very important to educate people about mental health. Like since the school itself, we are taught about, you know, maintaining personal hygiene and how you have to be clean, how you need to take care of your physical health. But we aren't taught about our mental health. We aren't taught about something which is called as mental hygiene. So I really feel it's important uh, to educate people about at least the basic concepts of mental health and to make people... Uh, you know come ahead or lead with empathy that is really very important uh, and required in 21st century so checking on people about how they're feeling what they're going through and helping people in order to uh, you know understand and kind of destigmatizing mental health and spread awareness and kind of creating safe spaces for the people who want to come and share their feelings
0: that's really I think those are really great goals because um, I, I don't know here, we're in Canada um, here at Homework Help. And um, for the most part, like mental health is a pretty, um, like there's a lot of, you know, education and services. It could be better, but um, so is that something that kind of uh, in India, is that kind of something that still like not a lot of people um, talk about and it's still kind of like, it's um, the word I'm looking for. It's, it's kind of hard for people to kind of get that concept. Like, is that kind of a big thing in India? Yes, it's a big thing because
1: there are, you know, certain negative beliefs that are associated with mental health. And I feel uh, the main reason to stigma is, uh, first of all, it's like, uh, you know, if you are going through mental health illness, people feel like, oh, oh, my God, she has gone crazy. Oh, my God, she has gone mad or, oh, my God, she is not able to, uh, you know, balance within herself or she is disturbed within herself. Uh, the second reason is again, as I said, there's lack of education which is related to mental health. There's also um, a kind of social difference that exists between your physical health and your mental health. like very easily people say that, okay, I'm having an appointment with a dentist, okay, I'm having an uh, okay, I'm going to see my doctor, but not very easily they say that okay, I'm having a session with my therapist. And here where you know social difference between your physical health and your mental health comes in picture. I also feel that it's really very important for us, uh, to talk about it and be being youngsters and teenagers, although the scenario is changing now, uh, specifically in the young generation, but there's still the stigma that is associated in the uh, in, in, in the generation which is ahead of us. So I really feel it's uh, important for us to talk about mental health and kind of be a contribution in destigmatizing that. And when I say that, uh, I mean to say that you have to start it from your own family. You have to start it from your own friend circle. And that is how you're going to be a contribution in
0: destigmatizing mental health. Like That makes sense. Kind of change your own, When you start by changing your own perspective and then you kind of help others around you do the same thing and then it just kind of grows and then eventually it just becomes normatized so that if you do need, um, let's say you are suffering from depression and you need to ask for help, then you're not ashamed to go and ask for help when you need it. Yes, yes. Definitely. Um, so you also mentioned before that you are a member of the United Nations International Youth Council. how did that How did you get involved on that level?
1: Um, Okay, so there's basically uh, a tough process that goes beyond that. So I was, you know, I have this habit of scrolling a lot uh, on internet, I have this habit of applying to, uh, you know, hundreds and 1000s of conferences, which are abroad, which are in India. So uh, in that way, only I, uh, you know, came across the website of International Youth Council. And they applied that. And I actually got a mail saying that, okay, I, I have been taken forward uh, to go through the process of the, the selection process. And uh, it's really tough. Uh, I mean, the application that you need to feel, plus the interview process that happens, it really, uh, the, the uh, selection process is really tough. And I totally had no expectations when I did my interview, but that was a mail. I was just sitting across, you know, around 12 p.m. on one day and uh, on on, uh, surfing on mobile and I got the mail saying that congratulations you have got selected and I was just like I was in my cloud nine. Uh, So that is how it happened actually and now uh, I am the youngest member to be chosen at International Youth Council and now I'm leading
0: the Indian subcontinent. Wow that's amazing. Yeah that's really um, so Do you kind of use that platform um, to kind of help continue talking about, um, you know, mental health? Like, is that kind of like your focus with the UN?
1: Um, Yes, obviously. Uh, So basically, there also I'm working in this area or the expertise of mental health. And we are, um, you know, um, a team of four to five members from different, different countries who are coming together for the same cause, which is of mental health. And we are now kind of, uh, you know, into creating some goals, which are called as Millennium Development Goals, which is really going to help, uh, you know, uh, people in understanding mental health and destigmatizing that, because there's not only one reason, there are not only two reasons that comes into, uh, you know, uh, the stigma that is associated, but there are a lot of reasons Uh, There's poverty, there's maternal health, there are also a lot of reasons, like if you consider India, it's a developing country, and there are a lot of uh, regions which are not even developed, and they don't even know the concepts of mental health or something like that, they even haven't heard of that. So it's really very important for us to reach to those people, and that is why we are kind of, uh, you know, developing those goals at the United Nations. So there also I carry out this work uh, under mental health, and we are kind of using that platform to kind of make a difference. That
0: makes sense. Yeah. Cause obviously they can never, if you're working with at that level, you can leverage those resources to kind of reach, um, again, those areas that don't have the resources to understand mental health or even to recognize that there is, you know, like a mental health issue happening. So that, yes. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned also that you give Ted talks and you've worked with a lot of different organizations actually <laughs> um mm-hmm. can you tell us about those um yeah so it wasn't TED talks it
1: was just one TED talk uh, oh. that I did and that was actually a circle talk that I moderated so um I'll, I'll tell you about uh, the TED talk that I did and then I'll talk about the organizations okay so TED talk was a virtual <laughs> talk, um that was a TED circle talk I did in um the month of June this year only and it was on resilience so I talked a lot about emotional resilience over there and uh, emotional resilience is nothing but your capacity to be emotionally strong uh, when you face any situation and considering the situations outside the negativity uh, the uncertainty uh, out there it's really very important to be emotionally resilient in the situation especially in pandemic Mm -hmm. so um uh, and there, I shared this mantra. I would love to share this because it's really helpful. Which is called as APG mantra. And uh, the first step A is A stands for accept. So we have this habit of, uh, you know, not accepting the situation. So it's really very important. Maybe any situation, not only pandemic. It's really very important to accept that situation. I know it's really very difficult. I know it's not easy, but we need to do that because when we accept the situation. We are preparing ourselves for the worst that is going to come. Uh, The P in APG mantra, it stands for prepare. Now that you have accepted the situation, it's time to prepare yourselves. And when you're preparing, it needs to be done on both both the sides. Like if this is happening, uh, on the positive side, if this is happening, okay, this is how I'm going to win over that situation. Negative side, if this is happening, this is what I'm going to do. This will be my next step. So kind of preparing yourselves on both the sides. And when you're preparing yourselves, also make sure that you will keep looking on the bright side because that will keep you going. Right. And the third thing is gratitude. From APG, the third thing is gratitude. So now that you have accepted the situation, now that you've prepared it, uh, you're prepared, you preparing yourselves. just make sure that you're also being grateful for the things and people around you. And I'm pretty sure everyone might have understood the importance of being grateful, kind and compassionate towards others, especially in this pandemic period. So this was kind of uh, the one of the insight that I wanted to really share about from my TED talk. And yeah, as you talked about organizations. So, yes, I have onboarded um, around five to six organizations, um, might be as resource panel member, as advisor, as mentors. So there uh, there are a few organizations that I work in mental health as a resource panel member for mental health, conducting live sessions, conducting workshops, putting out the content. Um, and there are also on the other side, there are a few organizations that are work in the field of business and mental uh, business and personal growth. So that is somehow related to again, conducting workshops uh, in, in the field of business and everything. As we move forward, we are going to talk about business and, you know, kind of
0: mental health also. Right. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. I think that like, like you said before, like, it makes a lot of sense to, uh, pay attention to having that right kind of mindset, especially right now, because like you said, like with the pandemic happening, um, it's really taken a toll on a lot of people's mental health and stress levels. And, um, I mean, I was reading, like, I think it was an article or a report or something. And it was just saying like the number of people who, uh, have reported that they have depression has just like skyrocketed right now. So it is a really challenging time for that mental headspace right now, for sure. Yes, that's definitely true. Um, so do you do this all like, is this kind of like your full time job? Or do you have other stuff that you do on the side, like work commitments uh, on top of all this?
1: Um, Yeah, so I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm still a student. So I'm not doing a job. But this is how I started. I started this organization when I was 19. And I'm 21 now. Um, So I'm still studying I'm into my final year of engineering, and I'm studying in a computer science branch. Um, Regarding the work commitments, it's, you know, kind of, I would say since uh, so India was under lockdown since last four months, uh, in March, April, May and June, it was under lockdown. And that was really where I got time to Pay attention towards my organization because when it comes to college and attending lectures and doing assignment work and everything, I don't really get that time. But um, I would say the pandemic uh, made that time possible mm. for me to pay attention towards empathy for you. <laughs> so right. um, I have been very active since last four months. And I would proudly tell you that I have taken more than 64, 65 sessions in the last four months. And they conduct all workshops, all Instagram live sessions and webinars with different, different um, you know, organizations and different countries. Also, I've kind of uh, was invited uh, by the Chief Administrative Secretary of Kenya to for the interview on mental health and COVID-19. I have also taken uh, a webinar for the 40 participants from the United States, uh, which was again on mental health and pandemic. So kind of, you know, being involved a lot in this field and uh, kind of advocating mental health a lot. Um, I also feel it's, it's never like, you know, um, like everyone has a timetable and kind of, you know, uh, first half of day for the college, second half of the day for uh, organization. But for me, it's never like that. My day starts at 5 a.m. and uh, it's, you know, kind of uh, first two or three hours are given for the work, which is related to empathy for you. So and after that, it's my college rushing to college coming back again, I uh, again spend some time for assignments and everything. And after that, again, it's work for empathy for you. So I have not really, you know, divided my timetable and my schedule and my first half of the day and second half half of the day. But yes, it depends upon, you know, how I take it ahead and the priority basis of the work.
0: Right, because you have to have some kind of system if you're, if you're running this organization and you're dedicating your, so much of your time to helping people with their own mental health. And you're also taking an engineering program, which is not an easy program to take. So obviously you have to, I'm sure you've figured out some kind of like, have you figured out like a system that works for you, um, that keeps you grounded and keeps your own mental health in check so you can kind of keep helping others?
1: Um, yes, definitely. Um, so when it comes to, you know, taking care of your mental health, the first emphasis is given on physical health, because now you might be having a question like, why am I talking about physical health when we are talking about mental health? But let me tell you that there's your physical body and your mind, they are together. And there's a connection, there's a link between your physical health and your mental health. So when you try to improve your physical health, you're not indirectly doing it for your mental health also. And when you're trying to improve it, your mental health you're indirectly doing it for your physical health and uh, when it comes to you know kind of maintaining your mental hygiene the first focus is obviously on physical activity and having said that i don't mean to say that you have to work out rigorously for 40 45 minutes till you sweat and all those things but i just mean to say that even 15 to 20 minutes of workout every day would also be fine uh the second thing is on meditation um, meditation of just five to eight minutes, because that is the time where you're sitting calm. That is the time when you're, you know, trying to connect with your inner self, and that is really very important in times like this. Right. Um, I also would love to give a special emphasis upon the sleep pattern and the nutrition, because this is really very disturbed uh, when uh, when it comes to youngsters and teenagers like us. Because our sleep patterns, they're really disturbed. We sleep at, you know, we are awake till almost 3, 4 a.m. We get up at around 10, 11 a.m. So it's kind of disturbed. We really need to keep a uh, track on our sleep patterns. And the second thing, nutrition. Uh, so it's very important for us to not, uh, you know, um, go into excessive eating, which is also called as overindulgence. So mm-hmm. kind of keep a track on what you eat, kind of plan your meals and also it's very important to not include junk food very frequently so this is really very important and if you ask me what i do uh, when it comes to mental health uh, the first of all is reading this is the one of the best practices that you know kind of help me to sit calm and just be there with myself because i try to relate myself with every character in that book hmm. um, the second thing i do is journaling so i've always been a fond of writing since my 12th grade itself And uh, that is how, you know, I actually got this habit of writing every day. So I journal every day. If you look at my journal, it's really shabby because, you know, people have this habit of maintaining this journal, colorful and sticking the pictures and everything. But if you look at my journal, it's just words and words everywhere. Um, Yeah, so I I think these are my, you know, go to uh, kind of uh, mental health. Uh, things that really helped
0: me to keep myself sane and balanced. And that really like just keeps you, like, I know that I've talked to a lot of people and uh, almost everyone has said that journaling is kind of a way that people, um, it's kind of like a form of therapy almost, because you kind of just like unleash everything that's on your mind and that's bothering you. And you just kind of write it all out. And it surprisingly feels yeah. a lot better after you have taken all the burden and stress from your head. Exactly. Yeah, and you've kind of just let it out and let that piece of paper deal with it. (laughs) So another thing that um, you had mentioned before, um, and I know we kind of did touch on this a little bit, but uh, part of your kind of platform with empathy for you, it includes um, like a social and emotional learning um, or SEL as part of you're trying to put that into school curriculums correct? Okay. Uh, so when we talk
1: about SEL, which is also kind of social and emotional learning, it's all about, uh, you know, self-awareness. It's all about understanding your emotions. It's all about understanding your feelings. It's all about giving a space to feel your emotions, giving a space to feel your feelings. It's all about relationship with yourself. And it's all about relation uh, with others also when it's okay with you. And it's also about self-management. So, um, I, I told you a story that, you know, but we are not taught about, you know, how we need to take care of our mental health. We are not taught about how we need to make feel uh, considering uh, concerning the changing urban lifestyle. I really feel it's very important for us uh, to teach the children from their childhood because when they grow uh, and it, it, it will really be helpful for them to, uh, you know, understand and face those problems, which... Uh, were difficult for me to face. And that is why I really feel like it, there's a need to improve, uh, th- there's a need to include SEL as a subject in the curriculum of schools and colleges. Uh, why important? Because SEL, it kind of provides a foundation uh, for a safe and positive learning. I would also say that uh, there are, if if you have seen, if you have look, uh, looked at the stats, there are a lot of children who are failing at schools. There are a lot of children who are kind of disturbed. There are a lot of children who are kind of, you know, going through mental health issues. And that is the reason I feel, you know, it's very important for us to teach them about how they need to take care of their mental health and how they need to check upon their feelings and their emotions, how they need to, uh, you know, acknowledge their emotions. Because what we are taught is, you know, if you are angry, if you're sad, you just have to don't pay attention towards that emotion. You just have to, you know, make yourselves busy in something else. That is what we have taught. But Uh, ignoring the emotion, avoiding the emotion will just help that emotion to bottle up. And once those emotions bottle up, it's kind of, you know, it it will be a burst. So it's really very important from time to time to unbottle those emotions also. And that is what, you know, um, the basic study of emotions is covered by SEL. And that is why I feel it needs to be, uh, you know, included in the curriculum of schools and colleges. But this battle or, or this petition is not only limited to one side that is of students but we also need uh, the teachers the professors who are going to teach that because the science teacher or maths teacher can come and can't come and teach children about SEL there also needs to be a separate uh, you know group of teachers or professors who need to be trained in order to teach SEL to the students right so the battle is on both the sides
0: right that makes sense yeah because you you need someone who actually knows how to teach that to people because I, I think that's really important for kids to learn because the earlier you can learn to deal with your emotions and um, keep that mental state in check, I think that would actually really help a lot of problems like later on down the line, like number of, you know, cases of domestic violence or, um, you know, things like that. I think that probably would have a really big impact if people learned that really early on. So I think that um, that would be really helpful, even if you teach that at a young age. So I was going to ask you if you uh, why is mental health such a big um, issue for specifically for college and university students? Like, why do you think that is um, kind of a big deal for people at this level to understand to their own mental state and to check in with themselves? Um, okay, so I'll share, uh, I'll start answering this question by sharing a statistic with you.
1: And it is one in six children between the age of six to 17 experience a mental health disorder. So one in six children, it's it's like really huge. And uh, that is why I feel like it's really very important, uh, you know, to pay attention to the mental health of school children and college children there are a lot of personality disorders. There might be stomach aches, there might be headaches, there might be anxiety issues, there might be depression issues that the students might go uh, through. And I feel uh, one of the reasons is also the performance pressure that always you need to have good grades in your exams, you need to have good grades in your assignments, in your tests. So there's always a performance pressure on that student. Uh, There's also, uh, I'm not really sure whether it's, with all the uh, like uh, within all the families but there also uh, something called as family trauma which comes in picture might be uh, you know clash between the mother or father there might be relationship issues between the mother or father or between anyone in the family so that also like creates a trauma on the school children and then again, there are relationship issues also because in early stages, uh, the students are kind of, you know, uh, building relationships newly and they're not kind of, you know, too much aware about building relationships and being friends and kind of, you know, just getting into uh, each other. So there are also, there's also something which is called as relationship issues, pressure on them uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, kind of dealing with new people or making new friends. So I feel these are the main reasons, especially when it comes to school and college students. And that is why I feel like we need to give a special emphasis on teaching uh, school and college children
0: about mental health. Right. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, So do you kind of have any uh, like little tips or pieces of advice that you could recommend to current university or college students that maybe they could do like something they could do on a regular basis to kind of um, help with their mental health?
1: yes definitely so as i um, you know told you that your physical uh, body and your mind are connected and mm-hmm. that is why it's really very important to move your body every day for 15 20 minutes please kind of do some physical exercise every day uh, i really need to push myself to do physical activity every day but every but every day i kind of get it done And what I have done, uh, you know, I have used this trick of uh, kind of making variations in that. So if one day if I do yoga, the second day I'll do something else, might be cardio, the third day I'll do something else. So I've kind of kept variations. So like if you don't feel like, okay, every day I have to get up and do the same exercise or do the same workout every day. So just kind of, you know, keep uh, variations in that. So you feel like doing it every day. Uh, as I talked about meditation, but here I will uh, give a special emphasis on breathing techniques. Uh, very, very important when it comes to focus and concentration. Um, uh, especially uh, the technique which is called as box breathing is very important. So it's very simple. You can just go and Google about box breathing and it's very simple for the beginners. Also, you can start uh, with practicing box breathing. Uh, The second, uh, the third, I would give again give an emphasis on sleep patterns and your nutrition that really needs to be balanced in order to have a balanced mental health. Um, I would tell everyone to kind of, you know, um, pick a small hobby. Having said that, I don't mean to say that, you know, you have to go out of the way and pick some extravagant hobby, but it could be as simple as watering your plant every day because that is the time where you are kind of, you know, uh, that is the time where it's it's starting to be empathetic and showing love towards others so i really feel like you know uh, watering a new plant or you know planting a new tree would be something that you can you know do um, and i also feel it's very important to spend some time with yourself because, um, you know, we are constantly into something. We come back from a colleges. We uh, are into assignments and homework. We again sleep and we again the next day rush back to colleges and work. So it's very important to kind of spend some time with yourself. I, it might be, it, it totally depends upon you. Like the time I spend with myself is through reading and journaling. So it might be anything for you. It might be just, you know, going to... Um, It might be sitting at a balcony enjoying the view outside. It might be watching sunset. It might be, you know, sitting with a loved one, having a conversation with them. It might be with your friends. So it totally depends upon you, but just make sure that you are, uh, you know, kind of spending some time with yourself. Um, I also would love to give a special emphasis on self-care and uh, which is really very important again. Self-care doesn't mean that you have to treat yourself to bubble baths or manicure, pedicure. So there's a very different definition that I'm talking about self-care. The so self-care is basically any action where you are, you know, any action which is intended to take care of yourself or, you know, kind of improve your, preserve your health. So make sure you're taking care of yourself every day. And I'm not having said that. I don't need to say that, you know, just maintaining personal hygiene and taking a shower every day. There's also something which is called as mental hygiene that comes in picture. So make sure that, you know, um, after a few days, you're doing a feelings check. And uh, what is feelings check? It's just, you know, uh, focusing on your feelings. Like what have you felt? What are the emotions that you felt in the last few days? Uh, you know, what you did when you felt those emotions? Kind of asking some questions to yourself. Uh, I would also love to uh, say this, that it's really very important for us to make sure that, you know, we are kind of practicing a new skill every day because that's a great exercise to your brain. Keep learning new things, keep practicing something new uh, because that way your brain will also be exercised. So
0: yeah, those are the few tips. Yeah, those are really helpful because also too, like a lot of um, mental health is directly related to your stress levels as well. And students uh, tend to experience yes. obviously very high stress levels when they're in uh, college and university. So a lot of those things can kind of help um, just kind of taking those stress levels down, like, is there anything that you do to kind of manage your own stress that we haven't, aside from like the journaling and reading, is there anything else you kind of do on your own end that you might want to recommend for stressed out students? Yes, yes,
1: definitely. So there are three activities, my, uh, you know, go to, uh, activities where I do, <laughs> to relieve the stress and anxiety that I get from the work. Uh, So first of all, it's, you know, just grabbing a cup of coffee, going to my terrace and watching sunset. Because, you know, Mother Nature comes with the scenery every day and it's totally for free. So why not just go and, you know, feel calm and rejuvenated? Uh, We have this habit of, you know, kind of, uh, if you want to feel calm and relaxed, if you want to just take... Um, you know a kind of break from a work we'll find some lavish resort in the hills and mountains and we'll go there and you know kind of spend a lot of time and money on it but I feel this is also kind of rejuvenation and it's totally for free so why not do it every day uh, the second thing my go-to thing is art So I'm not a great artist, I'm not a good painter or something like that. But for me, art is a very different thing. Whenever I feel like, okay, my things aren't working out, okay, that's too much work that I've done, I'll just take a paper, I'll take my crayons and I'll start scribbling. That is also one of the ways that, you know, helps me reduce uh, the anxiety and the stress of the work. Right. And the third thing you said is, you know, again journaling because that I, I I love I just love doing that. And also I would love to give um, an emphasis on decorating my room uh, because when it comes to decorating my room, using some small small uh, miniature things and you know kind of uh, making it colorful and bright, I just love doing that.
0: So journaling and you know kind of decorating. Yeah, so it's a lot of like kind of just. Uh what is I'm embracing that creative side and kind of doing things that help you kind of just like keep your brain going, but in a more creative like artistic way. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Um, so do you have any, I know that you are still in school, um, but do you have any kind of like long-term and short-term goals that you are working on personally?
1: Um, yes. So uh, I basically have a lot of goals, but uh, (laughs) just to talk about your short term and long term goals, my first short term goal is to launch a platform for, uh, you know, all the young, ambitious people out there who are trying to redefine the meaning of leadership, entrepreneurship, innovation and purpose. And I'm kind of, you know, in the process of doing that, I might launch in a few days, uh, because Empathy for You is uh, completing one year very soon. And I have this in my mind to kind of launch the platform and the first buddy of empathy for you. So this is a platform that's really going to be beneficial for the uh, you know young students out there or the wannabe entrepreneurs because uh, I feel there's still a gap between the mentors and the wannabe entrepreneurs. Uh, they don't really find that guidance and support, and that is why this organization would be breaching the gap between the mentors and the wannabe entrepreneurs and kind of helping them to. Uh, you know, start a new business or start their own startup. Um, my long-term goal is to graduate uh, with a degree of um, business modeling or international business or business administration from Aarhus University, Denmark. So I was uh, last year um, in May 2019, I was there in Denmark for two months. I have completed, I am a research fellow, certified research fellow from Aarhus University, Denmark, and I've done this, um, you know, a uh, a research fellowship in business modeling. Now, again, there's the third part which comes in. There's computer science, there's mental health, and there's business also. Right. Um, yeah, so business is my base and I really love, uh, you know, kind of working in that field. So I want to graduate uh, from Mahos university Denmark with a master's degree. And, uh, you know, though I said, like I have long-term and short-term goals, but I just have one goal that I look forward, that whatever I do throughout the work, I just need to be, I just need to give my hundred person, and just, I need to be excellent in whatever I do because right. that is really, you know, uh, I, I make sure that, uh, you know, I, whatever I do or through other work, maybe studies or maybe work, I'm just excellent at it. I'm just f- perfect at it. So that is my goal, which
0: is never going to end. Right. And you can apply that goal to everything that you do. Yes. So that's yes. really good too. It's very versatile. <laughs> um, One of the questions that we ask all of our um, podcast guests is if you could go back and talk to your 15 year old self, uh, what advice would you give or what would you say to yourself? Um, Okay. So if I have to talk to my 15
1: year old self, I would definitely educate my 15 year old self about the basic concepts of mental health, because that is the problem I really faced and, you know, Uh, That is really close to my heart uh, when I saw my friend going through depression and she kind of taking, uh, you know, medical help and taking those medications and kind of approaching a therapist and doing sessions. So uh, that if I I also, you know, think about uh, all those episodes, I really feel kind of low and stressed so if i have to you know tell something or teach something to my 15 year old self it will definitely be about you know educating about the basic concepts of mental health and if i'm in school or college i would definitely try to you know start a club uh, which will be obviously related to spreading awareness about mental health and destigmatizing mental health because as i said it's really very important for the schools and colleges to do that
0: yeah definitely um and you know every every high school student could benefit from something like that no matter who you are because everyone even if you don't realize it um like even if you're not thinking about your mental health it's still an important thing to that you need to kind of keep up on especially as a high school student yeah. high school can get really stressful Um so another thing that has kind of um just like ripped through everyone's mental health and really just caused a lot of, um, whether it's depression or anxiety, it's really just played a big role in kind of, um, bringing everyone's mental health levels down. Um, and a lot of students are starting off the school year right now and coming off this like really confusing and stressful summer online situation. Um, do you have any kind of advice that you would give to those students as they try to navigate this really stressful time? <clears throat> um, yes, definitely. So I would suggest
1: everyone, all the high school students are there to kind of, you know, uh, know how you're feeling because that is really very important kind of do feelings check over, um, a few days or a few weeks because that is really very important we are we were into kind of uh you know a different life when it was uh, when it was kind of in pandemic but now we are getting to new normal, and that is really very really important for us to keep a check on our feelings and emotions uh, the second one is, I would say, reestablish establish your routine because when you are kind of putting yourself in routine and when you're kind of keeping yourself busy in that routine, uh, you know, you don't even have that time to think about, okay, this is what is happening to me. Okay, I'm maybe I'm stressed or anxious. So kind of re-establish that routine uh, that, you know, keeps you busy throughout the day. I also feel that, you know, don't put pressure upon yourselves. Now, as I said, that has been a different life that we have been living for uh, since past few months, and now that we are getting back to new normal, it might be anxious. It might be upon yourself to constantly be productive and doing all the things, and you know, it's it's all right to not be productive sometimes. So please don't put that pressure upon yourselves. I also feel that uh, you know, um, think ahead in the sense that. Um, Keep something scheduled or keep something that you look forward to because that will definitely keep you going. It might be, you know, as small as a house party at the weekend or meeting someone or making up with someone. So it could be as simple as that. So kind of keep something to look forward to and that will definitely keep you going. I also feel it's very important to reach out for help and it's very important to seek support if you need that. Uh, Because the times are difficult out there, there's negativity, there's uncertainty out there. And if you feel that you're not able to do it within yourselves, please feel free and, you know, to reach out for support, Uh, maybe to professional or at least talk to your close ones, might be your parents, might be anyone in your family. But please don't do, but but please do that. Please don't, you know, uh, kind of handle it within yourselves. That might sometimes burst out.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not a good time to uh, keep all of your emotions bottled up because it's, well, I mean, it's never a good time to do that, but especially right now. Um, One other thing that we uh, like to ask all of our guests is we like to ask if you have any favorite motivational quotes that you would like to share.
1: Um, Well, there are a lot uh, because, uh, you know, uh, when I wake up at 5am, my day starts at 5am and it's kind of, you know, uh, for 20-25 minutes, it's all about physical activity. Then I do meditation for 5-8 to minutes Mm and then it's all about journaling for 15-20 minutes. So when I journal, I have kind of habits of writing out, you know, three empowering thoughts every day and I'll share what I wrote today. Okay. Uh, so my first, uh, you know, empowering thought was lead is to serve. Uh, I mean, I really believe in this that, you know, whether you want to uh, start a new startup, whether you want to start a new business, whether you want to start a new to be and needs to be in the service of the society. So whatever you're doing, it needs to be in the service of the society. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second I wrote was, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, Uh, The kind of, you can call it as a self-affirmation that I usually align while I'm doing meditation. So I uh, say that I inhale what I am, I exhale what I'm not. So I inhale all the positivity and my strengths and I exhale my weaknesses and negativity out. So I inhale what I am and I exhale what I'm not. And the third uh, one was uh, every day uh, is a page in the book of your legacy. So I am a kind of person that really believes in, you know, doing excellent work uh, throughout the day, be studies, maybe uh, the organization work, as I told you. So I just make sure that I give my 100% to the work that I do every day.
0: Amazing. Um, thank you for sharing that. Because, uh, yeah, that, like that's those are all really good things to remember, regardless of whether you're, you know, a student or um an entrepreneur or whatever you want to do always remembering kind of keeping yourself grounded why are you doing this in the first place and you know keeping that focus is really important too so yeah that's really great um i do have one last question and this is more of like a fun question that we like to ask people um so what is your favorite social media platform and why um, Yes, yeah, so my fa-
1: favorite social media platform is LinkedIn. Uh, the reason being, mm-hmm. I just started three years back. I'm not using LinkedIn since a long time. I just started uh, three years back. And uh, when I did that, that was basically for, you know, just to put out my write ups out there because, as I told, I am fond of writing. And when I did that, I usually started posting small, small write ups. And that is how I landed into my first job of, uh, you know, freelance contained writers. So I have worked as freelance contained writer for more than 10 organizations till now. And that is how I landed into my first job. So um, that is how I started with LinkedIn. And LinkedIn has given me a lot. It has given me a lot of connections. It has connected me with uh, a lot of mentors and entrepreneurs and the people who are passionate about and ambitious about what they are doing. So I really feel that, uh, you know, LinkedIn is my favorite platform.
0: It's actually really funny that you say that because normally, uh... People, when we ask them that question, they just say Instagram or I know, I mean, a couple of people have said like Twitter or Snapchat, but no one actually ever says LinkedIn. So that's actually really, I find that really interesting. Um, but yes. yeah, that's really cool. Um, so just before we kind of, do you want to uh, drop the name, your Instagram handle for Empathy For You um, so mm-hmm. that people can go and follow you?
1: Yes. So it's uh, at the rate empathy for you. So it's E M P A T H Y 4, number 4, and Y O U. Y-O-U. So we are, as I said, we have a major presence on Instagram. You can definitely drop us a DM over there. And do follow U Lead India also. That is the new organization that I talked about, uh, which I'm going to launch soon, which is all about leadership and entrepreneurship. So the Instagram username is at the rate U Lead India. So do follow that also. You can reach out to us on our email ID also, which is hello. gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can find us by the name of Empathy for You. We are also there on uh, YouTube. You can just uh, type in the search box the name, which is Empathy for You Mental Health Service. So this is where you will find us online, and you can definitely contact us anytime.
0: Perfect. Uh, so just before we wrap up, do you have any uh, final insights you want to share? I know we covered quite a bit, so. Um. Yes. Um,
1: so this is for, uh, I, I would share this. I mean, this is my personal learning and this is what I stick to always. Uh, that, you know, work to do all the things, but I also uh, work to create a legacy that you will live behind. Because if you ask me, why do I work so much? Why do I do these things? Why do I, you know, uh, kind of start an organization and study and everything. Uh, The reason is I want to create a legacy and, you know, uh, it's, I I want to leave that legacy behind. Like people should remember me that, okay, she, she has left her own legacy behind. I want my kids to look at me and say that, okay, she is a mama. So I just want to, you know, make sure and tell this to everyone out there that work every day give you 100%, be excellent at what you do throughout the day. It might be any uh, work, however big or small, just make sure that you're being
0: perfect and excellent. Amazing. I think that is a really powerful way to kind of leave that off. Um, So I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, Thanks for taking time out of your day to chat with me. Um, We learned a lot today about mental health and stress and all of that kind of stuff and more about empathy for you and what you do. Uh, So again, thank you for sharing that with us and for talking to me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm
1: really grateful for, you know, having me and asking me those questions and kind of asking me uh, the questions that are also related to leadership and also on mental health. And thank you for being such a lovely host. I had a great time.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, And we'll keep in touch with you, too, to kind of see where you guys go. And uh, we'll post the links to um, your your social media accounts and things like that as well. So thank you. We really appreciate that. And we will keep up with you in the future. Yes, definitely. We'd love to be in touch. All right. Well, take care. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Homework Help Show Student Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie, and you can catch me again in future episodes of the Student Influencers series as we talk to more inspiring students and hear their stories. Listen in to previous episodes, tips and advice on studying, writing, and learning English, and much more right here on the Homework Help Show Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Homework Help Global, on Twitter at Homework Help Inc., on Facebook at Homework Help Global, or on LinkedIn at Homework Help International.